You're listening to The Lone Signing Hustle with Brett Reitler, where I dive into marketing, branding, tips, and the resources you need to becoming a successful loan signing agent. Take back control over your life and live in the freedom that you deserve. This is a hustle you won't want to miss. This is episode seven, opening up escrow. Before I dive into this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can get notified when I have new episodes and also a five-star review would greatly be appreciated. There's also a link in the episode bio to donate and a place where you can even buy me a coffee. So I have enough time and energy to keep producing these podcasts for my fellow loan signing agents out there. Be sure to go follow my Instagram at the loan signing hustle for the most recent updates with the podcast. This episode's quote is the risk you are afraid to take could change your life. I chose this quote because risks are what have gotten me to where I'm at today. I'll give you guys a little insight on the risk that led me on my loan signing agent journey. I was making six figures before um, in accounting and I literally gave that up one day to run my loan signing agent business and I have never been happier. So the risk you are afraid to take could change your life. Before I begin, none of this podcast is legal advice and it is all information that can be accessed online or at your local bookstore. So now let's talk about escrow. Being a knowledgeable loan signing agent is the best type of agent because it will help you succeed and progress in the long run. There are so many times I'm at the closing table or at a borrower's house for a refinance and there are times when they have general questions about terms as in like definitions of what is escrow or what is title what is amortization terms like those things that being a knowledgeable loan signing agent will help you and give the customer the best experience possible at the closing table so being a knowledgeable loan signing agent is the best type of agent and we are on this learning journey together buying a home you guys can be a very complicated process and there are so many moving parts within the commercial and home buying process and that's why I wanted to create this episode 
because we're only going to focus on escrow and talking about opening up escrow. Now, most of you should know this, but what is escrow? Escrow is a financial instrument held by a third party on behalf of two other parties who are completing a transaction. Now, those other two parties in this transaction are the buyers and the sellers. We're going to backtrack just a little bit and talk about a financial instrument and what that is. So a financial instrument is a real or virtual document representing a legal agreement involving any kind of monetary value that can be divided into two types, which are cash instruments and derivative instruments. The first step in opening up escrow is when the real estate agent has a buyer for the seller of a property and they open up escrow and sign a mutually acceptable purchase agreement, which then your escrow officer, which you get all of your business from directly, or a loan originator, there's many ways, or your real estate agent, even honestly, if they want to use you at the closing table, they can be like, hey, we are using Brett, um, so I'm sorry if you have a notary that you like to use, but we would like to use Brett because he's an amazing um, signing agent. Um, anyways, um, your escrow officer will then collect the earnest money check and deposit it into their escrow account at the title company that is chosen within the agreement. Ultimately, under RESPA, and RESPA is the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, the buyer is the one that gets to choose which title company they would like to proceed with. So if the seller is pushing and disagreeing and saying, hey, you guys are using this, it's actually against um, RESPA. So the buyer is the one that gets to choose or they'll obviously agree with the seller if they insist. So there's a difference between agreeing and disagreeing. Well, their job is to be neutral between the two parties and collect the required funds and documents that are involved with the closing process of the property. In some states and areas though, they're called attorney states, um, attorneys may handle this process and instead of it being called escrow, it may be called a settlement. So. After um, escrow is opened up and there's been a mutual agreement between the parties um, price-wise, the next step is the appraisal of the property, which the lender advancing the mortgage that the buyer is pre-approved with, they will do their own appraisal to protect the financial interest if it should ever be foreclosed. So from my understanding, if the property is appraised at a lower price than what the seller is selling the property for, then the buyer has to either come up with the cash difference on the loan, or if the seller doesn't bring the price down um, to the lender's appraisal price, the lender is not going to fund the loan for the buyer. I've heard of there being a few ways around this. and. Some of the ways could be if 
the buyer or the seller talk to the appraiser, letting them know reasons why the property should be appraised for more. Um, or if you get a second appraisal on the property and it's appraised for that price, but that second appraisal is going to have to be from a separate approved lender as well because um, your original pre-approved lender is going to go with their appraisal, most likely. But once this step is surpassed and all the parties have come to agreed upon terms, then the buyer will receive their statement detailing their loan amount, which includes their interest rate, the closing costs, and all the other costs that are associated with the closing. Now, if there are any obvious problems with the property, then you, the buyer, will approve the seller's disclosures on it. That could be, honestly, many things. That can range from city housing codes to clear damages that are done to the property. So if the property doesn't have any, then they won't come with the seller disclosure. So it's always kind of smart if the buyer, um, if they don't receive a seller disclosure, um, they get their own inspection done, but the seller would have to give that inspector permission to access the property. So make sure that everybody is on the same page if you um, are having um, an inspector go to the property that is being purchased. Next up is getting hazard insurance on the property, which most people will have an escrow or impound account for that. Now, your escrow or impound account, they're both the same things. Uh, they pay for your insurance and property taxes um, on the property for you, so the borrower doesn't really have to worry about it. Um, the borrower will have the choice to have their own insurance providers they choose as long as they meet the requirements for the property that the lender sets for. Other, otherwise, the lender is just going to choose um, the hazard and property insurance for them. And once that's kind of all squared away, having a title report and title insurance on the property is huge and some of the times um, both will be required by the lender and sometimes they may not um, given the transaction but your title report make sure the title to the property is clear that is there are no liens on the property and no one but the seller has a claim to any part of it title insurance protects you and the lender from any legal challenges that may arise later if something didn't show up during the title search. So, I mean, for me, I feel like if the lender did not um, require this, I mean, I kind of would want to have it because it's so important, you know? If there are liens that aren't recorded in an updated title search, and you're getting sold this property, I mean, it, it's, you know, better to be safe than sorry. And after this, then the borrower is going to have their final walkthrough of the property. I'll be at the closing table um, 
with buyers and um, I usually hear the agent and them talking about the final walkthrough and how it was exactly the way they wanted it and they're so excited to move in. Um, rarely ever do you hear about situations at the table where where they're talking about, well, I walked in for the walkthrough today and um, all the doors were knocked off every bedroom. Um, so yeah, final walkthrough would happen at this point. And so receiving your closing disclosure three years, <laughs> three years, oh my gosh, three days prior to consummation, and then finally closing escrow. And about the closing disclosure, if you want to know more, I have done an episode all about the closing disclosure, so I kind of really dive deep into that. Um, great episode to listen to if you don't know much about it. So they have to receive it three days prior to consummation, not three years. Um, and then finally, the closing of escrow happens at the table. So after all the papers are signed, the escrow officer will prepare a new deed naming you, well, the borrower, as the property owner and send it to the county to be recorded. And if there are funds due at the closing table, this is where you as a closing agent would collect their cashier's check um, and bring it back to the escrow officer um, if they didn't set up a wire previously to the closing table. So here in the state of Colorado, funding happens at the table. So um, the real estate agents will be paid out. If the borrowers are due money, um, they'll be paid out. And the sellers also um, get paid out as well at the closing table. So the agents do, everyone does. So here in Colorado, as a loan signing agent, when you are at the table um, for a buyer seller's transaction, you will collect um, the funds that are due, um, bring it to the escrow officer, they'll then deposit into the account, make sure it clears, um, and then your lender, the borrower's lender, will wire the loan funds to escrow so the seller, and if applicable, the seller's lender can be paid. And this is a process of opening up escrow. This process can take anywhere from a week to 60 days, according to Ellie May's June 2021 Origination Insight Report. And the average time to close on a home purchase ranged from 51 to 57 days for the first half of 2021 wild so if you are looking to buy a home know that it's most likely not going to be two days unless you're just paying it out in cash and being a baller out there in the world which i fully approve of that if you are a loan signing agent listening to this episode or a notary which you most likely are because that is the crowd that I am niched with. I hope that you learned a little bit about opening up escrow. There is so much more detail to this whole process, but this is kind of a gist of 
the process and I hope that you guys learned one or two things from it. Well, this is the end of episode number seven. Thank you guys for listening and don't forget to subscribe to be updated on newly released podcasts. Please click the link in the episode description for ways to donate and help support the show. You can follow me on Instagram at the Loan Signing Hustle. If you have a question or you would like to be on an episode with me, send an email to info at signaturesusa.com. Until next time, this is the Loan Signing Hustle.